<laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Husk, what's up? Living your truth. I know what I want and I know what I need. Living my truth is really hard, but it's setting me free. Ain't got no time for the faking, cause the love is the point. The love, if they baby. knock me down, then I, I get up. Dust myself off, love myself in the best way. They want you to fall and have nothing to say. Don't make a move, don't make a move, don't make a sound. Don't make a sound. I've come too far, I've come too far to give up now. I know that's right. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How is everyone doing today? Y'all looking real good. I see y'all up top. What's happening? I see y'all in the middle right here. How y'all doing? Everybody feeling good? And down around here with me, how's it going? All right, what's up, everybody? Today, we are talking about reactive and being reactive. For myself, man, I've been like this most of my life. That's why I could talk to this. Y'all know how I get down. I share my experiences. I share my stories with you all, right? We've been here. All inclusion, no exclusion. Y'all know how we get down here. I live in your truth with Tavares. And when it comes to being reactive, look, I have always moved with how I felt and it hasn't always served me well. We'll get into that later. But for right now, look, moving with react, reaction, reactivity, just being in that space, it always felt like I was ready for war. I didn't know what I was feeling and again until much later. And so since I've been doing the work, I've been loving myself and doing the self-work, I have gained so much knowledge. But, you know, before I got to this space, I would and it felt like I would just wait to react. That's what it felt like. I don't believe I was actually waiting around to react. But that's what my emotional aptitude spoke to. It spoke to, hey, you know what? Uh, you got to be ready. And a lot of that had to do with the fight or flight. And again, we'll get more into that later. But when it comes to being reactive, look, it's not a good thing. We have to give ourselves a moment. We have to give ourselves grace. That all starts with the self. You guys hear me talk all the time about the self. That is because it all starts right inside of us. See, being reactive, that just, look, I'm up here ready for whatever, whenever, but that's not always a good thing. I mean, I would respond to things that were just like, hey, how are you doing? And my response to that, it would be abrasive and it would be aggressive. Who wants to be around someone like that? Right? Right. We all know people like that. We know people that no matter what time you call them, no matter where you call them from or where they're at, their reaction sets the entire tone for the conversation, given you move forward with it. And in other cases, if we allow their energy to impact us severely, then guess what? It messes up our day. And all we did was call to say, hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when it comes to being reactive, be mindful, okay? A lot of narcissists use reactive abuse, a lot of them. And I was probably a narcissist at one time in my life. I'm going to keep it one million with y'all. Y'all know how I do. I'm transparent, okay? I got to call myself out on this stuff. And look, there is empowerment in being vulnerable with yourself. Yeah, there really is. There really is. And that's why I could talk about these things now about myself. I couldn't always do this. This has been a process. I am still in the process. The process will never end. Why do you ask? It will never end because... I will never stop going after my fullest potential. That's why I'll do it till the end of my days. That's why. Why would I want to stop reaching my fullest potential? Mm -mm. We don't do that. Mm -mm. Not trying to do that. Mm -mm. Not with it. <laughs> Not with it. Not with it at all. So, yeah, a lot of narcissists use reactive abuse. In fact, 
they are susceptible to reactive abuse because their inflated sense of self-importance makes them quick to anger and slow to forgive. Uh, yeah, ding, ding for that one because I can relate to that. Damn, I guess I was a narcissist at one time. Wow. You see what happens here on the show? You learn things all the time. And so I can relate to that. I can relate to being quick to anger and slow to forgive. And let me tell you something. Nothing sucks more than wanting to forgive and not being, how do you say, emotionally available to do so. Very tough. Very tough. And look. I kept that train going for a long time. Remember, we are the architects of our reality. If you think it, so shall it be. If you speak it to yourself, so shall it be. Don't be surprised if you're thinking crazy thoughts and all of a sudden you end up in a crazy situation. Okay? Don't be surprised if you are a part of a road rage incident and you end up in a car accident. And it's your fault. Don't be surprised because you're given that situation life. You're breathing energy right into it. And in many cases, we're thinking the energy right into our reality. Don't fool yourself. Don't play yourself. Don't be like, oh, they did this or he did that or she did that. Not to be confused with the things that people have really done. But what I'm looking at is our Ability at times to be so quick to blame others for our behavior, for our actions, for our responses, for our reactions. Okay? I can speak to this because I've been there. I've been the one doing the blaming and I've been blamed. So now I'm in a space, a season, where I understand it's about loving myself. The only way for me to get beyond being reactive was for me to love myself. That wasn't going to happen otherwise. I wasn't going to find it in the street. I wasn't going to find it in a relationship. I wasn't going to find it in a girl or a job or an opportunity because I needed to understand how to love myself first. Being reactive, look, again, you heard the last part. They may believe they are entitled to mistreat others since they see themselves as superior. Come on. Come on. Come on. Thank you to TriggerYourTrip.com. Appreciate that, by the way. Understand something. If you're with someone in a relationship or one of your friends or a family member, colleague, coworker, whatever the case is, if you are around someone and they're always being reactive, like they're always just spazzing, turn to them and say, when's the last time you spent some time by yourself to give yourself some love, some attention? Just that. They'll probably look at you like, huh, what? <laughs> They'll probably look at you, they, they may snap on you. <laughs> they just may, I don't know. But ask them, why not? Why not? You could even let them know, hey, try Tavares' famous mirror talk. You guys know what that is, right? I see some of the heads shaking, yeah. Some of y'all don't. It's real quick. Tavares' famous mirror talk is this. You go into the mirror and you speak to yourself. The only condition is you speak to yourself. You see yourself. You're transparent with yourself. Look, some people need a little pick-me-up. Tavares' famous mirror talk is terrific for that. Some of us need to be real with ourselves, right? Some of us need to go into the mirror and address some things with ourselves. Uh-huh. Others need to work some things out. Whatever the case is, Tavares' famous mirror talk works. It works all the time. It never does not work. And guess what? You might cry. That's a good thing because you just may be seeing yourself for the first time. And what I'm talking about is seeing your spirit, not the physical, not your mind, not your brain. See your spirit. If you look long enough, trust me, your spirit will appear. It will show itself to you. That is the moment where I decide to just say whatever's on my heart. Because I understand 
that I am shaping my reality. I am the architect of my reality. It is no one else's issue but my own. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. Sit tight. We're paying some bills and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How's everyone doing on this lovely Saturday? Welcome back. Welcome back. We're talking about being reactive here on the show today. And like I've said before, I got many to share. I've been reactive for a very long time. And what am I doing now that makes it so not there? I'm mindful. I'm intentional about being mindful. I'm intentional about my successes. That's why I understand the process never ends. Once I think the process ends or that I've reached the mountaintop, oh my goodness, it's going to be a long way down. So I don't do that to myself. I look to raise my ambitions daily, daily, daily. Yes, because I understand my spirit. I understand how I tick, how I move. And I'm still understanding those things. So when it comes to being reactive, it's important to manage one's energy. We have to. Yeah. Uh-huh. I said that. Yeah. You heard me. Manage your energy. Not just the energy that we give away. Manage our own energy that is within us. That's within our grasp. That is within our control. Manage that energy. Be intentional about how you manage your energy. A lot of folks just go, 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 go with very little plan. Others may go, go, little bit of plan, take a break, go, 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 little bit of plan, take a break, go, go, go. And then there's others who plan it. They plan the entire day, the month, perhaps even a year. But they plan it. You know, I used to look at individuals like that and think, why would you plan the next six months of your life? That's like intense. I understand because it's not about it being intense. See, I see intense. They see intention. Mm, Yeah. Let that sit on you for a little bit. That is what I'm talking about. Be intentional with your personal growth. I had to be intentional about my personal growth in order to understand why I was so reactive. You see how that works? Mm -hmm. What is reactive violence? Reactive abuse occurs when the victim reacts to the abuse they are experiencing. So this is what happens when my reactions have landed on other people and it's impacted them. It's offended them. It's affected them. It's hurt them. Right. And so that's what happens. And then here's the thing. When you try to be cool with the people that you've been reactive to and i'm talking about more like borderline like almost abusively reactive like to the point where you you just come off the cuff like you're just flying and you're letting whatever come out of your mouth come out because of how you feel your inadequacies to self-control yeah i'm talking about me Mm-hmm. i didn't have enough self-control so i was just saying whatever and i thought i was guess what i thought i was just doing me i thought i was just being me well, it's no fun if being me is hurting others, right? Like, what's that about? That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Right. So, the victim may scream, toss out insults, or even lash out physically at her abuser. And then, the abuser, in retaliation, would make the victim feel like they're in fact the abuser. That's where the manipulation comes in. So this is what I'm talking about. And I hope that I can see people are paying very close attention because I'm, I'm getting the sense that some people not e- may even know people like this or they may even be them themselves. That's OK. If you're identifying with the things that I'm sharing, it's not a bad thing. And if you feel a kind of way about what I'm saying, recognize the opportunity. Don't look at it and try to pack it away or deflect it. If this is registering with you or it's landing with you, this is an opportunity. Recognize the opportunity. And it's a great opportunity. 
for you to understand a little bit more of who you are, for you to understand what does or does not make you tick. Right. Right. That's a big deal right there. It's so important to recognize that always. And this is uh, thank you to breaking, excuse me, breaking the silence DV dot org. I appreciate you all over there. See, when it comes to being reactive, look, it's not just being reactive that is going to impact others. It also impacts the person doing the reacting. See, you heard me earlier talking about how we are the architects of our reality. So imagine what happens if you're going around being reactive all the time. Imagine the amount of energy that you are just giving away. You're giving it away. And it's not good energy, by the way. This is bad energy, right? And we all know how that works. Bad begets bad. Good begets good. So if you're constantly running around and you're berating people, bullying people, being, you know, not nice, that's what you're going to get. Don't be surprised when someone walks up to you in line, maybe cuts you in line and just looks at you crazy. Don't be surprised if somebody walks beside you or drives beside you and flips you the bird because you aren't moving fast enough. You're going to get what you give. That's how the world works. Scratch that. The universe. That's how it works. Okay, we have to be mindful of the energy that we're putting out because we're going to get it back. We have to manage that energy. It's super important. And reactive, again, you heard me say a moment ago about manipulation. Reactive abuse is specifically defined as manipulation tactics used by perpetrators of abuse to convince both the victim of the abuse and others that they are the ones being abused. Wow. Again, if you or yourself know someone and they move like this, it's not a good thing. It's definitely like, you know, red flags everywhere. You definitely want to like be like, yo, what's up? Are you okay? What's going on with you? And anyone who blames anybody else, I'm going to tell you right now, they are definitely in need of loving themselves. Real talk this morning. I'm going to give you all a little sidebar real quick. This morning I was at the gym doing my thing very early, getting it in like I do. And there was a machine next to me and these two gentlemen were standing between the other machine next to the machine next to me. So there's like one, two, three, there's four machines in a row. I'm on machine one. They're standing between machine two and three. I go around to get on machine three. One of the gentlemen saw me coming around. You know, most people, when they see you come into a machine, they'll move if they're not using it. His friend that he was talking to didn't move so much. So I put the plates on the machine. I got to doing a few sets. I went to add another plate on the machine. And the gentleman is standing right in front of me. He sees me. He knows I've been working on this machine. But instead, he remains standing right in the place where I have to go to put the plate on the left side of this machine. I say, excuse me. His response to me was like, what's your problem? That's what he said to me. I say, excuse me. He says, what's your problem? I said, excuse me? He said, what's your problem? You coming over here moving like, you know, all this energy. I said, I'm working out. I'm doing a superset. You see me working out. What's your problem? He's like, man, what's your problem? I go, you know what, my man? I don't have time for you right now. Clearly, your energy is misplaced and I ain't the one. And I kept moving. So he's eyeballing me. And I'm catching a few eyeballs back, and it's not a big deal, right? Because I'm in control of my energy, right? I'm super heightened aware at this particular moment because it's about 1.30 in the morning, and I'm working out, right? So I'm already up, alert, I'm ready to go. My mindset, I'm on my leadership character mindset at this particular time. So I go over again to do another set on the machine, and... Again, he's eyeballing me. So I pull my earplug out of the left side of my head and I go, hey, what's your problem? He's like, man, you know, you come over with all this energy, man. I think you need to go work that out. I said, look, my man, I think your spirit is in the wrong place right now. I think your projection of all this energy is misguided. So here's what I'm going to do for you, my man. I'm going to ignore you because to me, you're irrelevant in this space, in this moment, because my focus is beyond this physical realm. And I'm going to pray for you. He looks at me. Just 
keeps looking, like mugging. And then he squares up. Like he's ready to actually fight. And I look at him, I go, what are you squaring up for? He's like, you know, I'm just getting ready. I said, what are you getting ready for? He's like, for you. I said, for me? You ain't getting ready for me. I said, you get ready for yourself. I said, because I got other things to do. I said, dog, I'm not worried about you. And his friend that's standing there goes, I'm sorry for my friend. He goes, hey, Jesse, just leave the man alone. He's working out. So that whole thing just falls by the wayside. Jesse goes away. I tell Jesse, hey, Jesse, I'm going to pray for you. He's still pissed off walking away steaming. But I told Jesse, that's the kind of man I am. I'm going to pray for you. His friend came back. His friend's name is Mason. I know this because Mason was kind enough to come back, apologize again on his friend's behalf. And him and I had a good conversation. In fact, a great conversation. And he goes, yo, I'm sorry about my friend, Jesse. You know, he's 18. He's done a lot of drugs in his life. You know, we were friends a long time ago and I just reconnected with him two days ago. And I was like, you know what? I have no problem with your friend, Jesse. In fact, we've all been at Jesse before. I've been 18 before. I've done drugs and alcohol before. I know what it's like trying to figure things out. I said the difference between me and Jesse right now today is I no longer even fraternize with that stuff in my life. I had to elevate. I had to stop reacting. So Mason and I had a great conversation and Mason goes to me, hey, can you give me two pieces of advice. You know, I'm 19 and, you know, if someone could tell you something 19, what would it have been? I look at Mason and I go, self-control and self-love. He goes, yeah, but you know, like what was, and I stop him, I go, Mason, those are the two things. Self-control is the greatest power in the world. There's nothing else more powerful than self-control. And the other is self-love. There's nothing more necessary, more demanding than self-love. And he just looks at me, he goes, wow, thank you. I said, my man, it's all good. This is what I do. This is what I do for a living. I help people. I encourage people. I motivate people. I help them identify opportunities to build momentum. That's what I do. And he said, you know, a lot of my friends look at the glass half empty, half full. I said, will you tell your friends that the glass is always full? And he looks at me. I said, because it's half water and it's half air. He was like, whoa, I've never heard that before. I said, that's because leaders not only expect the best from themselves, and those around them in any given situation. But that is how optimistic they are. And we went on to talk some more, but then, you know, I went to get, you know, I got back to my workout. He got back to his. The point is, had I reacted like his boy, Jesse, I probably wouldn't be here on the podcast right now. And so in the moment with Jesse, I identified immediately as soon as he looked at me i already knew what i was dealing with see what he didn't know that he was already sized up he was sized up at a glance at a glance it didn't take much to size him up because i'm operating from the spirit and i told jesse that i said jesse you should go love yourself he said man i do love myself and people what he said next he goes he looks in the mirror you know the big mirrors in the gym he looks in the mirror and goes look at me i said look at you you talk about the physical and i laughed at him and he got pissed. I said, wow, you actually think loving yourself is about how you look. Jesse, I'm going to pray for you. And it completely threw him off. And that's what I'm talking about. Moving with leadership character so I'm not reactive. If I wasn't thinking about my leadership character, in fact, if I wasn't just thinking at all, then I would have reacted. I would have gave him what he was looking for. See, that's what I'm talking about. We have to be careful of how we move because we will get what we give. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. Remember, practice positive self-talk. Treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. 
What you say? I heard it through the grapevine. Get your next nutrition coach at thebodysynthesis.com today. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How's everyone doing today? Whew, what a show. We are talking about being reactive here on the show today. And we're talking about the ebbs and flows of reacting without thinking. It's very important to think. It's important to take that moment. I have not always been good at it. I have not. Anyone who knows me would be like, yeah, he's telling the truth. But they'd also say, he's been doing the work too. He knows what he's talking about. So when it comes to being reactive, we have to slow down. You understand what I'm saying? You got to slow down. Not because I tell you to do so. Because for yourself, the self needs you to slow down. The self needs you to be mindful so that you don't put you and the self in a bad situation. Examples of reactive behavior. It means that you react to situations through your emotions. I'm going to say that again for anybody who may have just tuned in. When we are... Reactive, and that's the behavior we're moving with. It means that we are reacting to situations through our emotions. You can often come across as blaming, resentful, insecure, or angry. I've checked all those boxes in my life, and no BS, a few times, probably a few dozen times. Common statements made when someone is being reactive include, it's just the way I am, who all knows someone who says that? Mm-hmm, me too. There's nothing I can do. I know a lot of people who say that. Or they may say something, something like, he ruined my day or she ruined my day. The teacher wasn't fair, et cetera, et cetera. Like, look, thank you to kcresolve.com. I appreciate y'all. All of those that I just mentioned are things that I've been a part of. Every single one of them. I blamed teachers before. I blamed girlfriends before. And it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I look back, I think back, even right now in this moment, I think back. I could, I didn't have many relationships. They were all long term. So I could think back and I could really point and, you know, put my hand or, or, or finger on specific moments and, you know, situations. And I tell you, boy, was I blaming all the time. Boy, was I blaming all the time. And looking back, I mean, honestly, what I would say to probably all of my exes is, wow, I'm sorry I blamed you for things that were totally all on me. I didn't know that at the time. I really didn't. See, the interesting thing is you don't know what you don't know until you figure out what you do know or you inquire. Guess what? You always hear people say, inquire within, inquire within, inquire within. Inquire within then, within the self. When in doubt, inquire within, within the self. See, that's what I take away from it, especially now. It's been a long, long road. But I tell you, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it for anything. I would keep going. I'm going to keep going because at least I loved myself enough to figure or go and try to figure it out. See, a lot of us don't try to go figure ourselves out. Some because it's too hard. Others don't have enough time. Others, what's the point? Others, I don't want to talk about that. Here's the thing. If we ignore ourselves, then, oh, it can be bad. It can be very bad. You don't want to ignore yourself. That's how I believe people end up giving up on themselves. That's how they become sedentary, right? They don't move a bunch, right? They just 
feel how they feel and they mope and not realize when you're moping, throwing those pity parties, you're building your reality. The only one who can snap you out of it is you. There are no drugs. There is no uh, not enough alcohol. There's not enough designer drugs to go around. I don't care if you go for a candy flip. It's not going to happen. As soon as you come off that high, guess where you're going to be? Mm-hmm. Back with yourself. That's right. <laughs> it's amazing what we do. It's amazing what we do to escape stress when we're the ones who put it on us. Mm. Never heard it like that, have you? You think your job is the only job that stresses people out? Let me tell you what your job is while you're at work doing your job. Your job is you. See, that's the job within the job within the job. But no one's going to tell you that. Because all they want you to do is come to work and do their job. See, that's the thing about having a job, right? You got to do someone else's job, someone else's vision. You're working by someone else's rules. What about the rules for you? The rules for self? The things that say, hey, you know what? Don't be reactive. Don't be abrasive. Be kind. You know, it takes less energy to be kind than it does to be angry. Like, don't people want to work smarter, not harder? I'm just saying. <laughs> Examples of reactive, aggressive behavior. It's kind of like a teen punching a peer after the peer made fun of the kid, right? That's how a lot of our kids are today. That's why we see what we see in the news and the media. That's exactly why. Kids have a hard time managing their emotions. And then what do they do? They mimic what they see on TV, video games, social media, etc. Et I mean, I could do this all day. I could do this all day. That's why we have to do what? Cultivate it at home. That's right. Cultivate the love at home. That's right. Cultivate the self-love at home. That's right. Teach our young kids, young men, young women, and even the itty-bitty babies about self-love. Yes, you can teach them. I have taught our grandson and our cousin, Matisse. Shout out to Matisse. What's up, Blue? How to meditate at four years old. You know why? It's not about, oh, that's cute. It's so cool. No, I mean, it is cute and it is cool. But it's about exposing them to self-love elements, tools, practices at a young age so that it is a part of their DNA. The best time to teach our children or when they're at their youngest age, three if you can, two years old even, because it'll be a part of their lifestyle as they get older. Blue and Matisse will be meditating at six at eight, at t you get where I'm going, right? I started them at four. And they actually sit still. It's amazing to watch. It really is. And it's a gift that keeps on giving. So I love that. Subtypes of aggression appear to be best explained by different theories. And there is growing evidence suggesting unique developmental correlates of these aggression subtypes. Look, someone who's reactive is usually angry about something. And you heard that old adage, hurt people hurt people. Oh yeah, and there's levels to hurt. We all know that. There's levels to it. There's disrespect, there's abuse. I mean, and there's different levels of abuse as well. So when you're reactive, it also is saying to other people, something's going on with this individual. And this individual may or may not need to love themselves. I believe everyone should be loving themselves. What are reactive aggressive behaviors? Check this out. Reactive aggression is described as an impulsive response to a perceived threat or provocation often associated with high emotional arousal, anxiety, and anger. Hello. Just touched on those, and I could speak to all of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's real. It's real. My anxiety disorder... What allows me to keep it in line, I've said it once and I'll say it again. My lovely team of doctors, Dr. Mayall, Dr. Janice, 
My morning routine, going to the gym, working out, a body in motion stays in motion. My meditation, my stretching, and my breath work. And then, of course, Tavares' famous mirror talk. I mean, I use what I suggest to others. I use all of these practices. I'm happy to use them. I'm so thankful and grateful that I'm able to use them. Because it's not always about having to search on the outside. Now, don't get me wrong. I enlist my professional team of doctors because, well, they're professionals and they know things I don't know. So they can assist me in figuring out my feelings, my emotions, my reactivity. See, all of these things I had to show up to, though. See, before I can go to Dr. M or Dr. J, before I could do that, I had to come to me. I had to say to me, hey, Tavares, are you ready for this? Are you ready to open up? Are you ready to be transparent? Are you ready to be vulnerable? Are you ready to cry if that's what it takes? Are you ready to go there? I had to get ready. I had to be ready. One of my favorite mantras is stay ready so I don't have to get ready. Now, the interesting thing is I wasn't ready in all aspects of my life. I was only staying ready in certain areas. I was playing to my strengths, which is great. Nothing wrong with that. Everyone should play to their strengths. But it's equally valuable to understand what you're not good at. What you don't have strengths in. Because that serves as opportunity. To do what? To raise your ambition. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. I believe when it comes to being the best at anything, whether it's the best ball player, basketball, football, or the best golfer, I believe it starts with just wanting to be the best self, the best you. When you're the best you, anything you do will have the best of you infused into it. Therefore, if it's football, making you the best football player. If it's baseball, making you the best baseball player. If it's hockey, making you the best hockey player. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with aspiring to be the best of anything, but we should absolutely be mindful and be sure that when we make those wishes and we create those dreams, that being the best self should be at the center of it. That's because When it comes down to it, you're not always going to be a basketball player. You're not always going to be a football player. You're not always going to be a hockey, golf. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not always going to be these things. But what you will always be is you. Now, those versions will evolve as they should. And so, therefore, being your best self while being you and you going through life and life's evolutions. One thing we could all rest assured is that if we bring our best self because we're being our best selves, then we are going to go through life as our best self. That's why I always aspire to be the best versions of myself every day. Not every day is the same. I feel like I fall short sometimes, but that's where I hold myself. That's how I am accountable to me. It may be different for you and that's okay, as it should be. But I'm here to inspire and to motivate and to create spaces and safe places for people to be their absolute best and to invite them to always invite themselves to be their absolute best. There is absolutely nothing wrong with aspiring to be the best versions of yourself. 
the rest will follow. And so I hope you've enjoyed this moment, this message from me to you. Until the next time, be the best versions of yourself and live your truth. Peace. Hey, what's up, everybody? Please say a prayer for those over in Turkey and continue praying for those in Ukraine. The world, as we all know, is going through a very dark time right now. So please, let's shine a light and show love. Thank you. And until the next time, be the best versions of yourself. Peace. Hey, Tavares here from Living Your Truth with Tavares. Always take time for your mental health. You matter. You are very important. And many people love having you around. So take the time for your mental health. I know life can get crazy. I know we all get busy. I know we got to be here, there, here. Oh, yeah. And can't forget that meeting. I get it. But take the time to give yourself enough time so that you can cruise along into your day and about your day. There's no need to be playing catch up throughout the day. We all hate that feeling. I know I do. I can't stand rushing. It gets on my last nerve. So I do myself the honor and the privilege of giving myself a bit more time just so that I don't have to rush. There's no need to build up all that angst, all that cortisol inside your body, all that adrenaline. It's not good for you. So give yourself the time and have a great day. We'll see you next week. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How's everybody doing? I'm so happy to be here. Look, I want to shout out to everybody who tunes into the show, I don't care where you are, thank you. You might be on an island, you might be in the car, you might be at work, you might be running, you might be in bed just chilling. I want to thank you for showing up, not only for the show, but for yourself. Today we're talking about reactive and being reactive and how it's not always a good thing and how it no longer serves my purpose. Now, not to be confused with reacting to things that need to be reacted to, right? I'm not saying don't react to anything. I'm saying when it comes to responding, if your energy is like on a million and it shouldn't be and it's negative, then let's curve that a bit, right? Let's take a moment. Let's do a breathing exercise. How about we breathe in for four seconds? We hold it for four seconds and we breathe out for four seconds and we repeat that five times and then we go back into our regular breath. And at that moment in time, you definitely should feel grounded. You should feel calm, cool, and collected. As we, are, as we go on with the show, look, we feel stressed, anger, and hurt a lot of the times going through life, right? I see some heads shaking. We all experience those emotions. The key is to not react impulsively to them. And again, I'm not saying this like I've always had like, you know, the answers because I have it and I'm still on my journey. I am saying it like there's hope. Yeah, I am saying it like I'm excited because there's new opportunity. I am showing up to myself excited. Like, and, and you should be, too. We should all be waking up excited to be who we are because we love who we are. Right. Right. See, you can't just be working on the outside of you and think that's all that matters because that's all that people see. Mm -mm, that's not how it works. Because whatever is not right on the inside will always show itself on the outside. So this topic that we're discussing today, it's completely appropriate. Many of us react with our feelings. The young man I spoke of earlier, Jesse and his friend Mason, his friend Mason came back and said that to me. He said, man, a lot of young people. And this is a young person telling me, a 19 year old young man telling me a lot of young people, man, they just they're 
when they respond, they respond with just emotion and it's anger and they're enraged. He's like, I just don't get it. He's all, I'd rather be in my room alone. I was like, wow. He's like, nah, it's not like that. Not to isolate myself. He said, it's for the peace, for the peace of mind. So here it is, a 19-year-old man, young man that I've never met. And he understood and understands that even his friend, his 19-year-old friend, was out of line, but not only out of line, he also identified with the fact that I identified with the fact that his spirit was out of line, out of alignment. Hello, stick with me. See, that's important to identify that. That's why I look at people's spirit. That's my journey of enlightenment. That's my reality that I build. I have designed it. I prefer to look at people's spirit. When I remove the physical, think about all the things I don't have to consider. The way they're looking at me, their smirk or smile, <laughs> Maybe I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, think about that for a moment. I'm able to identify with their energy when I identify with their spirit. Mm-hmm. You ever get around a group of folks, no one says anything, but there's a vibe in the room? Mm-hmm. That's energy, spirit. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm, I'm, that, that's what I'm talking about. So when it comes to managing our energy... Focus up, lock in, understand. It absolutely is your job to protect your energy. It's absolutely your job to manage your energy because nobody wants to be around somebody who's just reacting over and over. And on top of that, don't be the kind of person like I was where you're reacting and then you're apologizing and then you do it again like a day later. Mm -mm. That is not good business. It does not work. Okay, okay. And those are some of the things that I share here on this episode. What is a reactive person like? A person who's reactive does things only in response to others. I just talked about that. Thank you, vocabulary.com. Appreciate y'all over there. I just talked about that. They just respond. You don't just want to respond. Be a contributor to the conversation. Be a contributor to the better or best versions of yourself. Give yourself grace. You want to slow down that reactivity? Give yourself grace. Love yourself. To react is to do something in response to something else. We all have a choice. We all have that control. That control actually is within our grasp. Like we actually have that. So it's not someone else's fault if you react. They didn't let you down. You let you down. When someone pinches you, for example, you react. But if you're a reactive person, then you only react. You're always ready to react, but not to act on your own. Ugh. Like that and just like that. You have to understand, and not because I'm saying so. I've experienced it. I'm on my journey. I'm sharing with you. I've done things that were not cool. And that were, I can't even say that I was even like baited into them. I just reacted because that's what I would do. And that's what I thought was cool. That's another thing. Be careful of what you consume. We typically are what we consume. And I mean that. And not just consume for a moment or a week or a month or a year. I'm talking about as you move through life. Be careful what you consume. We all go through evolutions. A lot of it has to do with influence. A lot of it have, has to do with generational influence, generational traumas and whatnot. So be mindful of that because reacting is just reacting. What you want to do is you want to love yourself. You want to be patient with yourself. Don't you love yourself enough to be patient with yourself? That's why reacting it doesn't do anybody any good. We're better off taking a moment, breathing through it, holding space to work through it. Mm -hmm. 
That's what it's about. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, or you just want to say hello, email us at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. If you are on Twitter, you can reach us at L-I-V-I-N-U-R Truth. And if you're on TikTok, Facebook, or Instagram, we are at Living Your Truth Podcast. I want to thank each and every single one of y'all who always tune in. I want to thank all the newcomers. And look, I am going to be giving some shout outs to all the terrific reviews. Our team is going through them. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Everyone, you guys are awesome. Like you guys are really, really, really great spirits. And I want you to continue to be patient with yourself. I want you to love yourself and hold space for yourself to work through whatever you need to work through. Until the next time, be the best versions of yourself or better versions and live your truth. Peace. Pussycat Perla here. Fluffy in the front, tight in the back. And if we going up, we going all the way up. You dig? Y'all check it here. Be sure to tune in every Saturday to new episodes of Living Your Truth with Tavares. You know what it is, baby. Pussycat Perla. Next time on Living Your Truth with Tavares. Morning routines. Get you one. Be intentional about your success on the next Living Your Truth with Tavares. Be sure to email us at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're on Twitter, we are at L-I-V-I-N-U-R Truth. And if you're on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook, we are at Living Your Truth Podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Husk, what's up? Living your truth. I know what I want and I know what I need. Living my truth is really hard, but it's setting me free. Ain't got no time for the faking, cause the love is the point. The love, if they knock me down, then I, I get up. Dust myself off, love myself in the best way. They want you to fall and have nothing to say. Don't make a move, don't make a move, don't make a sound, don't make a sound. I've come too far, I've come too far to give up now. I know that's right. This is living your truth with Tavares. <laughs>